Hello, everybody, and welcome into the That's Good podcast. I'm your host, James Finneral, here to preview the 2022 Zurich Classic. Before diving into this week's preview, we'll take a quick look back at last week's event, the RBC Heritage, where Jordan Spieth took home the W after winning in the first hole of the playoff against Patrick Cantlay. Spieth entered the clubhouse at 13 under. It seemed like one of the other guys who was coming in later was going to be able to take it home, but no one really converted down the stretch, so then it forced a playoff against Cantlay and Spieth. One of his patented bunker shots where he stuck it to about a foot or two makes his par and that was good enough for the victory there. And this is his second straight year winning on Easter Sunday and his first victory as a father. And this was definitely a huge bounce back for Speed. He goes from being cut at the Masters, a place where he always does well, to a W. And I'm not too sure what to make of it, honestly, because even he said, I won without a putter, which I thought was pretty funny, but it's relatively true he's just such a solid ball striker and the putter just hasn't been there lately but Spieth is Spieth and he can compete in any event so when he's confident he's a dangerous player so look out for Jordan Spieth for the rest of the season big congratulations to him we'll jump right into our preview for this week's event the Zurich Classic and this is a unique event because of the format here it's actually a team event where we will have 80 teams of two in the field the top 35 teams making the cut And there's also two different formats. You'll play two rounds of four ball, or maybe better known as best ball, where each golfer will play their own ball and the lowest score on that hole will count for the team. And those rounds will be played on Thursday and Saturday. And those will be the rounds where you'll see some really low scores. And then you'll also have two rounds of alternate shot on Friday and Sunday. Those are the rounds, I believe, where the tournament is won or lost, where you won't see quite as low scores as the four ball best ball format so I love that it's ending on alternate shot on Sunday it's a really cool setup here and it's going to make for a very fun event I would say your defending champions are Cam Smith and Mark Leishman will be playing this week at TPC Louisiana in Avondale a little outside of New Orleans it's a par 72 7425 yards a Pete Dye design And this week, honestly, in terms of the metrics, I don't think accuracy off the tee is quite as important, especially compared to last week. You can get a little bit, you can afford to get a little bit loose off the tee here and be fine. There are plenty of trees, but the course is still pretty wide open. And then I would say distance is a little bit more important, especially compared to last week where we had a 7,100 yard course versus a 7,425 yard course. There's a decent amount of water in play. And overall, I feel like this is going to be a good test and will make for a very fun event. Really excited to see how this plays out. We will jump right into our betting angles here, starting with our favorites via the DraftKings Sportsbook. We have Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa, the favorites at 6.5 to 1. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay at 8 to 1. Ryan Palmer and Scotty Scheffler, 9 to 1. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman at 10 to 1. Billy Horschel, Sam Burns at 12 to 1. And Tommy Fleetwood and Sergio Garcia at 16 to 1. Everyone else is outside of that 20 to 1 number there. Now, looking at last week's bets, we went 1 and 1 with a slightly losing week here as our favorable bet, Shane Lowry in the top 20, minus 125 hit. And he really looked like he could have taken this tournament. I was looking at the live odds, and he was the favorite for a good chunk of the, of the final round on Sunday. But that was pretty much locked up heading into Sunday for us, for our top 20 there. But we missed our longer shot bet, which was Cam Smith in the top 10 at plus 175. He missed the cut by one shot, and I'm not going to say he would have made the top 10 if he had made the cut, but I think it would have been interesting. It would have been close because he was definitely heating up in that second round there. 
So we'll jump right into our bets for this week. I have two matchups for you and then a prop, a top 20. So we'll start with our first matchup here. I'm taking Sun JM and Ben on minus 110 over Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele. I think this Sun J and Ben on team is going to be pretty sneaky here. Sun JM, I just believe, is in a different tier than the rest of these guys in this matchup. He had a down week putting last week, but he's been rock solid in all different areas of his game over his last five starts. And Ahn is coming in underrated. He's been mostly playing the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's coming off a tied for second last week at the Veritex Bank Championship. So even if you're playing Corn Ferry Tour, if you're making some solid shots, you feel like your game's in good shape, I believe he's going to come into this week playing well. And if the moment isn't too big for him playing on the PGA Tour with Sanjay, I think he's going to be a big contributor to this team. And then I'm also kind of fading Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele mostly because this team does not have a putter. Keegan Bradley is notorious for his putter being his weakness. And then Brendan Steele, the last time he gained strokes putting was at the Sony in January. So I'm going to rely on the fact that they have not shown the ability to gain strokes putting. So I think that's going to be a big difference maker. However, Bradley and Steele are also minus 110. So, they, so the book has this as a pretty even matchup for a reason. I definitely could see Bradley and Steele pulling it off and having a nice week. But I think a lot more has to go right for them to compete in this tournament than Sanjay and An. So I'm going to take those guys, and I believe the number is pretty solid, almost at even money here. So Sanjay M and Ben An over Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele. Our next matchup is Mark Leishman and Cam Smith, plus 100 even money over Scotty Scheffler and Ryan Palmer. I almost excluded this from the podcast and just made it a personal play because Scotty Scheffler has been absolutely on fire. But... I love the even money on the defending champions here. These guys are like thunder and lightning. Cam Smith may struggle off the tee. That can definitely be mitigated by Mark Leishman's driving of the golf ball. And we all know Cam Smith can definitely lift up Leishman on the putting green, even though Leishman's a solid putter himself. Ryan Palmer is a former champion at this event in 2019 with John Rahm. And obviously, Scotty Scheffler is great. But I'm banking on Cam Smith and Mark Leishman just being a more well-rounded team. They have the experience of winning last year so they're coming in with some confidence and they're also the underdog in this matchup palmer and scheffler are minus 120 so even though i think this could be a close play the number here is just too valuable to give up so i wanted to give this play out on the show here so cam smith and mark leishman even money over scotty scheffler and ryan palmer now moving into our prop here i have a top 20 for you it is joaquin neiman and mito Pereira to finish in the top 20 here both fellow countrymen from Chile. I'm loving how Joaquin is playing. He's a former dark horse pick on, I believe, our first show of the entire podcast. And now no one really considers him a dark horse based on the way he's been playing, except maybe in majors. T to green, he's excellent. He's coming off a nice tie for 12th at the RBC Heritage. And I honestly felt that his performance was much better than a T35 at the Masters too. He seemed like he was playing really well that week. So I like how he's coming into this event. But then also... Mito Pereira has casually been playing really well also. He's been in the top 30 in his last three events, and he has not lost strokes off the tee since February at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Maybe my one slight concern would be the putting, but neither of these guys are bad putters, and they can certainly get hot, so I'm not even too worried about that. I believe they're going to make the cut of that top 35 or so, and I don't believe they'll have any issue working their way into the top 20 just based on their skill sets. They're both great ball strikers, and I love that at this specific course and event. It's a best ball nightmare. I think these guys are going to go low 
And it, it just depends on the alternate shot, honestly, how they're going to perform in that. But I, I believe they have a shot to win this whole thing. So I'm going to roll with them at almost even money, minus 110, to get in the top 20 here. So best bets this week, no big plus money best bets, but also no heavy favorites anywhere in the ballpark of even money to minus 110. So we'll see how these play out this week. Moving right along here, last week we had Colin Morikawa as our pick to win. He finished tied for 26. Wasn't bad at all for him. He just didn't convert on the green when he needed to. Believe that course sets up well for him. I could see him winning the RBC in the future for sure. But our pick this week is Billy Horschel and Sam Burns at 12 to 1. I absolutely love this combination. First, just looking at their skill sets, they're both extremely well rounded. Horschel is not a bad putter, but Sam Burns is definitely riding a hot putter and can lift up, lift him up in that category as Burns has gained at least a half a stroke to one and a half strokes putting in his last four events. So not worried about Horschel's putter, but Burns can definitely pick him up if he is struggling. Sam Burns is more of a bomber of the golf ball and Billy Horschel is a more accurate player. I like how those skill sets kind of play off each other. And both are very good iron players, especially this season. And they're they're definitely heating up at the right time here. And they also played this event together last year and finished tied for fourth. And without a bad second round, who knows? They could have even won the whole thing. And Billy Horschel has won this event in 2018 with Scott Piercy. And he also won it individually before it was a team format in 2013. And also, I want to note, he won the match play last year, just throwing in the different formats here. I think Billy Horschel does well in these in these different formats. And he's a very competitive guy. So I like riding him this week as my pick to win. And then Sam Burns barely missed the cut at the Masters, but I'm not worried about his form at all. He had never played there. And he's not too far removed from his win at the Valspar Championship. I like how these guys are playing. I think they're going to mix well with their skill sets. So I'm taking Billy Horschel and Sam Burns to win this event at 12 to 1. Now, last but not least, dark horse pick. Last week, we had Alex Noren. He finished tied for, 42, for 42nd. He went low on Saturday, shooting a 67, and kind of put himself in contention, but shot 72 on Sunday, so kind of fell, fell way down the leaderboard there to 42nd. Not bad picks for the dark horse and winner picks, but I would love to kind of boost those numbers this week. So without further ado, our dark horse pick for the week is Charles Swartzel and Christian Bezadenhout at 60-1. to 1. The South African team here, I think this squad can come together and do some damage, quite honestly. Charles Swartzel was playing horribly leading up to the Masters, but I believe he might have found some type of game there as he finished tied for 10th and then proceeds to make the cut at the RBC Heritage and finish tied for 54th. And he also was the runner-up here last year with Louis Oosthuizen. And if Louis Oosthuizen doesn't put it in the water in the playoff, who knows? They could have beat Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. So maybe just like Augusta, he feels comfortable around TPC Louisiana. And also, I like that his game is kind of coming together here. But then also, Bezadenhout has been doing just fine. He's not knocking it out of the park by any means, but made the cut in nine of his last ten. And um, he might be the key for this team, especially off the tee. He doesn't have the experience in this format, but I do believe both these guys are playing well enough lately that they can make for a solid team. So I like them as my dark horse pick for the week at 60 to 1. That just about wraps up our preview of the Zurich Classic. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please give us a five-star rating if you've been enjoying the show. And I'll catch you next time on the That's Good Podcast. Mm-hmm.